Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Breakdancing, or breaking, as it will be called, is going to be an Olympic sport starting in 2024, Summer Games in Paris. I think the last time I saw literally anybody breakdance, it was at an event in Brampton in about 1984. A radio station held a breakdancing contest in Chingakuzi Park. That's the... <laughs> yes. I was Craig Roberts in the nighttime at Rhythm wow. Radio 790. Were you, uh, were you out there breaking yourself? Oh, no. I would have broken a hip. I remember yeah. being in a breakdance battle at one point. I can see you as being a breakdancing kind of guy. That's, uh, Still got the moves? Roundabout when uh, Breaking yeah. and Breakdance the Movies came out. Sure. And when getting into the Herbie Hancock. <laughs> it's going to be a great time for Herbie Hancock. Right, maybe he'll carry the torch at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's going in with climbing and skateboarding and surfing. This The Olympics are now turning into a, like a more of a reality show, some kind of contest, than sports events. Uh, I, I can see some of the influence of the X Games coming through right. into Olympic sport now, uh, where they're trying to appeal to a mass audience and a younger audience mm-hmm. as well that doesn't necessarily want to watch Greco-Roman wrestling mm. anymore. And in fact, there are some sports that are coming out in order for new sports to come okay, in. They remove some? And that, that, I guess, is one of the new kind of uh, approaches that the Olympics are taking, that they're going to remove sports. Rather than just adding more yeah. sports, they're actually going to remove uh, some events. And some of them uh, are uh, a couple of uh, kayak events. Some poor uh, bugger's been rolling have. for decades. Right. <laughs> I'm almost there, Ma! <laughs> and, <laughs> and in fact, they're talking about uh, boxing and weightlifting. Could be losing events really? as well. Well, and part of that is from their own undoing. It's massing, massive doping scandals mm. and problems within their federations mm. uh, are the problems there. And the 50-meter race walk uh, is one that could be uh, could be eliminated and moved <laughs> into go. like a team event or a co-ed type yeah. event too. Or sorry, 50-mile race walk, I think it was 50 kilometers. Anything with walking, I don't think necessarily needs to be an Olympic sport. That's something seniors do in the mall. (laughs) Well, it's not seniors mall walking. It's a a long way. That would be a great Olympic sport. (laughs) Listen, it's coming probably. To some, the Olympics look like that, Mm -hmm. right? They look like way too old. Uh, You know, there are the marquee events and the prime events. You know, the 100 meters, the racing, Mm. the running events seem to be there. High jump. It's it's that whole faster, higher, stronger was Mm -hmm. the original Olympic motto, right? Um, You know, breakdancing does seem ridiculous. And I think for many to look at more judged sports coming in makes it just rot with, you know, problems right off the bat. And you look at other sports that have had those, those issues. You know, the other thing is that the Olympics try to add sports that are globally popular. That's you know, true. Ones yeah. that, you know, someone had texted in saying, hey, you know, lacrosse should be there. The problem is lacrosse is dominated by the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. It would be like women's hockey again, where it would take a long time, you know, to get the rest of the world to catch up. It takes a lot of investment from mm-hmm. Canada and the U.S., to go and share the game. Curling is another great example of that. Where, yes, okay, in, in some countries in Europe, uh, it, it wasn't, it was popular already. Mm. Uh, but then they've had to go now and, and send Canadians to, uh, to, to Asia to get teams involved with it there to help spread the sport because they realize if they don't, they're going to be eliminated as an Olympic sport. Yeah. And it seems interesting too that like golf, which is now in, yes, it's a yes. part of it, right? But only in the last 
did they go one round or has it even happened yet? Rio was the first, yeah. Right, right. I mean, it's amazing that a sport like golf, which is around the world, right. you know, it would take so long to get involved. Maybe they just had a tough time figuring out how to include it. I don't know. The Olympics for me has always been a strange thing. I, I, I end up watching the opening and the closing more than I watch any events themselves. I just can't sit and watch a guy for hours bobsled down a hill. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> or rhythm, rhythmic gymnastics. I mean, I'm going to sit there for days watching some guy or girl flipping a piece of cloth around in the air. Well, you know what? I would have said the same for many years about rhythmic gymnastics. And then I met someone who went to the Olympics in London. Mm. And they were telling me about their training regimen. They used to spend, like their parents would spend 80 grand mm. a year. Because you'd have to go to Romania to find the coaching at that level right. or or fly that person over and put them up here in order to get that kind of coaching. It's something that they have trained their entire lives for. I don't know about breakdancing being the same. Surfing seems, you know, while it's a popular sport and there are many countries in the world that do it, mm-hmm. you know, most of them have, I don't know, oceans. <laughs> waves. <laughs> and waves. But here's the problem. They're going to introduce it in France. I don't know if you noticed. They're not big on... Not a lot of waves coming down, you know, the Seine in Paris. Right. So, you know, what they're going to have to do, they're actually going to do the surfing events in Tahiti, 15,000 kilometers away, which kind of seems, you know, what? how do you get to the opening ceremonies for that? It's just, you know, you can't take a break and say, oh, yeah, we're going to go to this event, you know, down here in the in the Pacific Ocean and then come back to Paris. Well, I guess uh, starting in the very near future, there will be a very, very long lineup for people returning kayaks to Costco. <laughs> a couple in a remote village in northern India got married in full hazmat suits after the bride tested positive just hours before the ceremony. The priest also wore a full hazmat suit, so you're not even safe in a remote village in northern India. Wow. That's really wanting to go through with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get through that hazmat suit on the wedding night. No cold feet when you're sweating in a hazmat suit. Plastic surgery numbers have gone up, way up during this pandemic. According to surgeons, they say it's a mix of people not liking how they look on video chats and knowing they have plenty of time at home to recover from the surgery. Yeah, I would think the home recovery part would probably be more like it. Mm. You know, if you had, uh, you know, I know a lot of people, a couple of people who were had a hernia. That they're rushing to try and get into with some of the private clinics mm-hmm. because they want to get it done now. If you're if you're sitting around or you're working from home, this would be the time to do it. And that way, when we're able to get out and about, you can. If you uh, if you had uh, if you decided you wanted to have some plastic surgery done, what do you think you'd get fixed about yourself? Uh, well, a smaller penis. <laughs> I think gets in the way. I'd have my whole head lobbed off. <laughs> start again with a new head. I, I could never get to that point. You know, like, I think we all have some, you know, inner insecurities uh, that, that, that we feel. Mm. And, and there are parts that you'd like to change. And, and um, um, But watching some of the people who have gone down that path. It's brutal. And, and how crazy it's gotten uh, for some. Yeah, I mocked even like Mario Lopez mm. yesterday. Like you can see people who have had work done, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Vegas, the Vegas movies, or sort of the uh, the vacation movies, and put on Vegas Vacation. Oh, was uh, on. Beverly D'Angelo. 
Beverly right. D'Angelo won. She's a beautiful woman, and I don't know what the hell she's done to her face. But also, they, uh, was it Wayne Newton? They come across. They, yeah. like, they just, they look like, you know, it's a bobblehead. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, the UK, of course, has started uh, administering their uh, coronavirus vaccine to elderly people. And the second person in the country to get it, an 81-year-old man named William Shakespeare. Yeah. Wow, that's so Bill. great. Yeah, that's terrific. Uh, and this this makes me laugh. This is something I would do. Uh, since some places are allowing bars to serve alcohol if they only serve food, they've been uh, rising in food waste because people ordering food they don't actually want just so they can get drunk. <laughs> Lobster wasn't always considered a delicacy. Before the late 1800s, lobsters were called the cockroaches of the sea. Right. And fed to prisoners to save money. Wow. Yeah. Fed to prisoners, really? Have some butter with this, please? <laughs> butter. What, no butter? That's <laughs> <laughs> <is a> BS. <laughs> I'm out of here. They probably didn't give him something to crack it with. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hammering it against the cot in the cell. It is one of those things, too. Jim Gaffigan talks about it. Like, they must think, you know, God must be like, you must be crazy. Mm. Like, I put this thing in a shell mm. at the bottom of the ocean. You went and found it. And you went and found it. And so next time you think, wow, I can't believe someone would eat a bat. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I uh, I never order it, that, or like Alaskan king crabs in a restaurant, because I, I don't want to fight with my food. Right. And it's such, I find it such an effort. To, to crack it open and really? fight with getting the meat out. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not that bad. Once you got it, it's not that bad. And it's fantastic. I don't live the life you lead. Lucky. I don't know. It's, uh, why have someone crack it for me? CNN has a video clip ready to air if the world is about to end. It's a band playing the song Near My God to Thee. Really? Imagine being the last reporter. <laughs> Jake Tapper here. Gotta tell you. <laughs> We're out. Stop the mic. <laughs> no, they'd call in Wolf for Anderson for that. They'd tap Jake out. That's right. Um, there have been around 19,000 Major League Baseball players in history, and not a single one of them had the last name that started with the letter X. There are 52 whose last name started with Q, 98 with Z. Really? Yeah. Is there a lot of... Uh... Well, I mean, Xavier would be one, right? No. Never been one in baseball. Nope, never been one that had the uh, the last name starting with the letter X. Huh. MySpace was in talks to acquire Facebook in 2004, but passed because Mark Zuckerberg wanted $75 million and they felt that was too much. Facebook's current market cap, $445 billion. Yeah, that's why your MySpace account right now yeah. is not doing much. MySpace sold in 2011 for $35 million, so someone still even bought that. Marilyn Manson and Macy Gray went to high school together. Really? Yeah. And the E in Chuck E. Cheese stands for entertainment. So his full name is Charles Entertainment Cheese. Uh, this is interesting. I, I read this yesterday, and I, and I, for the life of me, can't recall uh, when I finally found out the truth. But people were asked, what age do you remember or what age do you think is appropriate to sit kids down and have the talk about Santa Claus? What talk? Whether he's real or not. Oh, okay. How old were you when you stopped expecting Santa to come? How old were you when you realized the truth? About half of us were younger than 10. The most common answer was eight. Now, I don't quite recall what age I was, but I do vaguely 
recall the disappointment in finding out. Hmm. Like there's someone in there that I kind of, I'm sure I must have asked my mom or dad or, and they probably finally came clean on it. And I remember kind of vaguely going, oh, that's a bit of a drag. That, right. that little part of my life is over. Uh, I, I think once kids reach a certain age, and I'd say probably around eight, uh, seven to ten around mm. there, then and it depends on if they have older siblings, of course, as well. But uh, there, there comes a time when it's not necessarily your kid that finds out, but others that start right. talking about it as well. Right. And you get the questions, and, and you know, my basic answer so far has been, well, it's up to you whether or not you believe, mm. but... Uh, you kind of hold it over them whether or not, you know, if you don't believe, there's a risk you're not getting anything. <laughs> That's right, right. yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, certainly certainly those questions have come and those suspicions. And and, and I find it interesting now with uh, all the Christmas movies that are out. Mm. Because, you know, many of them have a different story about, uh, you know, Santa and what's mm. going on. And and some some ruin it and some don't, mm. right? Uh, so some answer the question, and so you have to kind of, you know, think about it before. Especially you know, my kids kids are, are you know, dying to watch movies older than mm. than them, right? Mm-hmm. They, they they're tired of Frosty the Snowman. They want to get into uh, to more fun stuff mm-hmm. uh, and more yeah, not adult, but you know, a tween type of thing. Sure. And a lot of them kind of question the belief. Mm-hmm. The most common answer was ten years of age. And I remember, uh, again, uh, whoever told me, I remember them saying to me, you know, don't tell your sister. Because my sister was four years younger than me, right? Yes, of course, yeah. So you have to hold on and not ruin it for the the sibling. Um, But yeah, it is. And I don't even remember with our boys. It's funny because my wife, Maria, will say that Santa, because Catholic or Italian or whatever backgrounds, uh, Santa didn't even really play a part in Christmas. It was all based on on you know the birth of Jesus and all. They were celebrating that more than Santa Claus bringing gifts. Like she doesn't remember her parents, like there ever being any relationship to Santa Claus as a kid. Mm. Um, and so I kind of you know as she got older, met me or through friends, got into that world. But it's always been a little odd for her because she's always looked at it more as a a religious moment. You know, we got the nativity scene set up and all of that. Um, the whole Santa thing was never... Because I remember when we were getting the kids gifts when they were little, that was always kind of an argument. Is this from us or is it from Santa? Right. You know? Yes. And, and I, she'd say, well, no, they're all from us. Yeah. I go, no, they're, the big ones are from Santa Claus. Well, and it's interesting because I've, I've seen a couple of people put online that, you know, uh, the, this thought that stop giving the big ones, take credit for the big ones. Mm. Right? Well... Yeah, and, it's an interesting point. And, 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 uh, and part of it being... Because especially if your kids are young mm. uh, and they're going to go into school and say, you know, Santa brought me a PS5 mm. and some other kid who's not quite from the same economic background sure. or, or, uh, or wasn't able to get one mm. who asked for one will say, well, how come Santa didn't make me one? Then? But then I would turn that around and I'd say, you know, growing up, I remember my, my best friend, his parents had tons of dough. They were very wealthy. And at Christmas, it was chaos at his house. And he always got everything he wanted. 
I, I think I've used this example with you before, where we both asked for pinball machines one Christmas. He got like this full blown real pinball machine, and I got this tabletop little piece of crap. Right. But what you learn, and I think it's important life lessons, is it doesn't always work out your way. So I don't necessarily believe that one child getting a PS5 and one kid getting a pair of socks. Some, that's the way life works, and and I don't know that sheltering that kid. You well, know, I, I, don't know. I, I agree. Let me just finish. I agree that maybe the big gifts should be from mommy and daddy because then you can say, "Hey, we saved and we yeah. put money aside to get that." Santa Claus brought you some shoes, and that's it. I don't. I don't think it was sheltering it, it, about sheltering the kid. It was more just about, hey, you know, if you earned it, take credit mm. for it. I know, right. but you just said one kid who doesn't get it yes. because he's going to have his feelings hurt. Well, I think we spend too much time trying not to have kids' feelings hurt. Right. You know, it, it's life. You win and you lose. And more often, we lose. So, uh, one of uh, President Grifter's best friends, uh, Tom Brady, uh, he, um, through his company, TB12, uh, got around $960,000 in pandemic relief oh, from the federal government. No. Yeah, he got that paycheck protect, protection because, you know, when you're signed to, what is it, a five-year deal or whatever he's got. $50 million, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know he's worth about $200 million. So, anyhow, he needed a little help. Right. And, and his wife isn't contributing at all these right. days. She's that's right. Taking time off from that multi-million dollar modeling contract. That's right. So he turned to President Grifter and his people and said, listen, can I have a little bit of money? And they gave him a little bit. And then he turned around and he went out and bought himself a multi-million dollar yacht. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Well, I do know what it is about Tom and, and Giselle that drive me so crazy. Is they're so tone deaf to the rest of the world. Right. They're so oblivious to everything else. And and he's proven it time and time again. Well, he went on a whole diet scheme, that, right? That, Telling was, everyone they got to be eating better and what their personal chef makes for them. That's right. Working out in that park when everybody was in lockdown right? in Florida. Yeah. You know, and, and now this. Uh, going out and buying a yacht during a pandemic when there was about 52 to 53% of small companies in the U.S. who couldn't get a dime. But he was somehow able. He must know somebody. To pull a string or two or a big rope. Uh, this has been a problem with, with you know, the, in the south of the border, the stimulus package, and even here to north of the border where, where we've had Serb and people who, you know, are collecting it and shouldn't be. Mm. And uh, Big difference uh, between two grand and 960000 well, Very big difference, yes. But, you know, that being said, uh, you know, they're, they're stumbling on coming up with a package to pay people twelve hundred bucks right. in the states right, right now, and and can't come together with uh, to to get that money to people in the hands of people who are starving mm. and, and looking to buy it. Um, you know, some will say, you know, the what can restrictions have done here for some of the big businesses, the WalMarts, the Costcos, the Amazons, mm. been kind of similar. You're funneling all the business to mm. people who don't really need it uh, in, in that way. Whereas small businesses are paying the price for it. No, for sure. So he's got, you know, he's in Florida now. I guess he needs a yacht. He's bought himself a yacht. This is just another example of how, you know, people like him and others have been able to just go through life. He's just keeping yacht builders employed, Craig. I guess that's important. Yeah, they need a job. I will say (laughs) yacht builders have lives too. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I should feel for them. (laughs) YLM. But there was, Yacht lives matter. There was some good uh, news uh, coming out of the uh, U.S. Uh, yesterday with the outgoing president in that uh, from county courts to state courts to the Supreme Court now basically saying, no, 
There's nothing here. Pennsylvania saying, nope, the, the election was not rigged, nothing State wrong. State Supreme Courts. That hasn't gone to the federal Supreme Court at this point. But there is no recourse of whether or not it will actually get to there. He, well, want, he there's wants not it enough. to get there. It's not, though, because the Supreme Court has said there's not enough here to, to bring it up to this next level. And he's pissed because, of course, he put people in there that he thought was going to be able to. Because in his mind, they work for him, not for the American people. So uh, one step closer to uh, the White House door opening and hopefully a jail door closing. I'm really interested to see what happens with the pardons in the next 40 days. Here. Yeah, this is the best scam um, ever. Because, you know, the line of people that they're, they're talking about mm. uh, for potential pardons and potential preemptive pardons. Mm. Uh, you know, they're talking about those for, for him and his family. Yeah. Right, you know, a preemptive pardon against charges that may come. Right, uh, never, uh, unprecedented, but you know, so many things with him have been. He's handing them out, trying to hand them out at the White House, like you hand out napkins at the dinner table, just throwing them around to people. At this point, <laughs> anybody that he believes will do him some good. Did you see the uh, the Medal of Freedom he handed out this week? No, uh, he, he handed out a, a presidential uh, medal to. Uh, to honor a, this wrestling uh, wrestler and coach, right? Mm. Uh, and uh, had everyone in the Oval Office and uh, put the medal around him. And then they, the press started to ask a couple of questions. So he just left. He left his own office <laughs> and left the guy sitting there with the medal going, oh, that's great. where do I go now? Oh, it's so great. Might as well get behind the desk and start making some calls. Yeah, sure. You'd be, do a better job. Unbelievable. Well, there's about, what, 40 days left? Before this guy, and look at the end of the day, I know what's going to happen. He's going to just walk away with millions more in his pocket from all the gullible people who donated to this uh, this fund that he's been pulling together to try to reverse the election. He'll end up somewhere. He'll end up with tons of dough in his cash, and those who threw to him uh, while they're living in their double wide will carry on with their with their broke ass life. And Tom Brady will be on his yacht. May, oh, there's a, President Grifter <laughs> can go live on TB twelves. All right, give him TB at this point. <laughs> Rock mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.